Every Thursday, we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com, get a CRM system that works, get a donor database system that works, get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com, use the code word, do good better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Hey, do-gooder, what are you doing September 12th and 13th? You should join us at Raise 2022. It is one of my favorite virtual events of all time, uh, brought to you by our sponsor, One Cause. Listen, if you want a lineup of incredibly talented and smart human beings on fundraising and marketing and event planning, well, you need to make it to Raise 2022. Go to onecause.com forward slash raise Use the promo code DOGOOD22. It's for a $99 ticket that you'd normally pay $129 for, but because they are sponsors of the show and because they're amazing, they're going to give you a little bit of a discount. DOGOOD22 is the code. OneCause.com forward slash raise. Get your ticket today. I'm going to be there. You should be there. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Listen, it's one of the most compelling virtual experiences that you're going to have at a conference this year. I hope to see you there September 12th and 13th. Hey, these... Ticket prices and codes are good till the 15th of August. Come and join us. Come on. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So contact Brady Martz to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. And what better place to get some of that information than those who run small and medium-sized nonprofits? I have a wonderful one for you today. A what? I've been looking forward to this one for quite a while, by the way. Uh, welcome, Sue. She's executive director of the Northland Rescue Mission in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Sue, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you for having me. What a wonderful way to start a Friday. Isn't it? I, this is yeah. the, this is why we should record all podcasts on Friday because everybody's in a joyful mood, including me. But here's the thing. People have probably found you on iTunes or Spotify or they're looking at this on YouTube and they're saying, well, this sounds like a great thing, but we don't know much about Sue or the Northern Rescue Mission. So if you would, to kick us off, Give us a 5,000-foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today. Well, so our new tagline has become we're more than just a shelter. 
because we started out as being a shelter for people who are homeless uh, 80 years ago. And there aren't that many shelters that have been around that long across the country even. And uh, so even at the time when our shelter started, there were a lot of services put in place to help the clients who came here by the founder and his family. But we've kind of gone back to providing more services to being uh, responsive to what the community needs are and to becoming more than just a shelter. So we uh, physically are a building that has uh, space for 150 men and women who are homeless. Uh, we have a, a soup kitchen. We have an in-house thrift store for our clients' needs and to help people who are moving out into their own homes. We have a uh, a mobile food pantry and a regular food pantry. We have a soup kitchen that not only feeds our clients, but feeds the community twice a day. And we are the home of the backpack program for kids in our community. So right now we're serving over a thousand kids every week who are hungry and in need of food for the weekend. So lots of things, plus all the programs that are layered on uh, that make that work happen. We do outreach, we do homeless prevention, we help people get housed and we work to keep people housed so that homelessness is just a temporary blip on your radar and it isn't um, a life sentence and it doesn't have to be something that impedes the rest of your life. We want to get people back out into life because life is not a spectator sport. I would like to uh, maybe propose that um, we explain what you do or we explain what you don't do because it's a shorter list. <laughs> I feel like that would be a better way to approach uh, some of these. And I, first of all, I love that. I love the way that you expand. I love the way that you um, approach to if there's a need, we'll fill it. Um, talk to me a little bit about the responsiveness uh, you mentioned at the at the top of kind of explaining, um, you know, you're more than just a shelter. What's the most recent response to a need that your uh, that the rescue mission has um, acted on, and and what was the what was the beginning of that? So there's all kinds of different uh, responses that we've had. Some are internal, mm -hmm. some are external. Internally, we know that our clients, um, many of them, struggle with mental illness and addiction. But when they check into the mission and do their intake, the percentage who self-report that they are struggling with an addiction or mental illness is a lot, lot lower than what we know the reality is. So we also know that if we say, hey, you know, it would probably benefit you to go to an AA meeting over here or to connect with mental health services over there, that without doing a warm handoff, that we lose a lot of people. And even some of our clients who may be doing okay at the time, might have issues like anxiety. And when they get turned down for housing, when they were thinking they were right at the cusp of getting an apartment or uh, work gets really overwhelming and they are starting to have a mental health crash and they want to use, um, we know that they need services sooner rather than later. So we were the recipients of a Medica grant and we partner with a local uh, service here in town. Um, called Agassiz Associates. And every day, Monday through Friday, 
our clients have the opportunity to connect with a provider that they can even just go in and have some one-on-one time to say, hey, you know, I I was really hoping I was getting this apartment and I got turned down and and this is starting to trigger all those responses in me and you know walk me through it. Yeah. Uh the amount of people who have attended these sessions whether it's going in and just sitting down with a whole group or going one on one and then who have started to um, use those uh, services after they've left the mission. It's phenomenal because that is going to help people stay stably housed once we get them out of here into their own place. Into their own place, um, and that's what we really want. We don't want people to be having to use homelessness as a revolving door when they're when they're facing struggles. We want to help people work through their issues so that they can stay in an apartment, keep a job, and um, maintain some stability in their life. I love What I love about that is there's a, there's a holistic approach to this um, rather than just yeah. a place to stay, um, yeah. and that your, um, your adjustment to working on, not curing, but working on the root of some of these particular issues that that come in, it's such a wonderful way to to use your responsiveness in a way that is just like that's just a just a wonderful thing. And I'm sure you've got a number of well, a wins and stories of just success that you've had over the last years. For 80 years, you've probably got a ton of them. But is there one story in particular that you know, as a nonprofit leader, things are hard. It's never easy. It's always complicated. There's always something going on. Uh, but do you have a story that you lean upon to go? Oh. That's why we do what we do here. And you just refer to that back when the going gets super tough. Yeah. And it just kind of makes me kind of well up because I see this person every day. So we had a gentleman who came to us uh, out of the correctional center and he had been involved in um, drug and alcohol use pretty significantly. And he came to us as a client And he was receiving services from the provider who's currently working with all our clients while he was in the correctional center. And I don't think he was very interested in it at first, but, you know, he was there and it was kind of mandated. And so he did it. And as he came here, we just started to see him blossom Mm. and grow. One of the cool things here is you see people's lives change before your eyes every day. and. So uh, my social workers came to me and they said, hey, you know, he's about ready to move out into his own apartment because we're working really hard to get people out of here as fast as we can and into their own homes, get them employed, get them housed. So their stay with us is very brief. But but my staff said, hey, can we give him a job? Is there something he can do? And I said, well, you know, we could use a maintenance person right now. So we hired him on. Uh, He then became a peer mediation person, uh, a peer counselor, peer support counselor, excuse me, for other people who are struggling with their addiction issues. He leads people into the meetings that we have here because he gets a chance to visit with people on a level of, hey, I've been right where you're at. And he walks among our clients every day. And he's been sober 
over 500 days. Mm. He uh, just got his driver's license. He has been stably housed working here. Um, He's going on his first vacation ever in a couple of weeks. Um, He... He's just a blessing to be around and to see what change can happen in people and to see him be so fired up to want to see that change happen for other people. It just inspires me every day because I know that he's not the only one who benefits from our work. And it's just a, it's a cool thing. I I love I love being a part of people's lives. And, you know, I'm not doing the direct service work because I'm the direct director and <laughs> you you get stuck doing other things. But to have people come up and say, hey, Sue, I'm starting work here tomorrow or next week or, hey, guess what? I'm getting an apartment and, you know, I've got stuff lined up. And to see the hope and the vitality and the life come back into people, it's incredible. Well, and think about the amount of pay it forward, emotional positivity that they're then giving back as well, right? It is not just a one-time stop. Okay, congratulations on that one person. Everything that those individuals touched then have a bit of extra positivity that they didn't have before they came to you. And that trickle-down effect has, uh, I mean, you can't even count how many people that you've probably impacted just from that one individual, which is pretty great. And again, I know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and puppy dogs and ice creams and there's challenges galore. So maybe you can kind of talk a little bit about where has the rescue mission uh, been challenged recently and what are we doing to kind of overcome some of those things? So one of the biggest challenges we're facing, as I said, we have space here for men and women. We're struggling in our community to find space for homeless families. And we know that we have them. Uh, This last year, we had 144 kids in our school district who were homeless, and we don't have the supports and services in our community. So uh, last year, we were looking at different apartment buildings with the potential to purchase a building, but, you know, we weren't quite ready to make that plunge. This year, there are no buildings available, and and we've been ready to make the plunge. We want to do what we can to help um, get homeless families into services quickly so that we can work with them as rapidly as possible. So our goal right now is to try and find anything, to master lease apartments, to purchase a building uh, so that we can meet the need in our community for homeless families. And um, we're working very hard and we're very focused on trying to do that right now. I figured to uh, an organization that's been around and seen a few things for the last 80 years is probably the right organization to take the lead on exactly just that. And I know that not a, uh, the, a lot of nonprofit leaders listen to this show and they're always seeking advice and tips and tricks from people who are in the field, boots on the ground, doing the doing the hard work and heavy lifting. Is there a piece of advice that you can give another director, another fundraiser, another person in the nonprofit world that you can uh, sort of lay on them to maybe it'll work in their organization, maybe it will work with them, um, that you can pass along on the podcast? Well, a couple things. First of all, just breathe. Uh, Second of all, it's, it's hard to find peers in the nonprofit leadership world sometimes. 
And please know that you're not out there alone. And there are plenty of people who are going through the same struggles as you are. So join some of those groups on Facebook and other places where you can find resources from other people, other nonprofit leaders to hear, oh man, you're going through that too. I thought I was the only one who was doing it. Don't be afraid to reach out and find those people who have been there, done that, uh, and who you can have a a space with to maybe ask those difficult questions or lay your fears and concerns and struggles out on the table with a space that's safe. And lastly, I think we've found that during the pandemic has been a great time to take risks. Our our world is kind of juggly and in chaos right now. When everything is going, according to Hoyle, we don't like to always upset the apple cart. Mm -hmm. But now is really not a bad time to take those risks because the world isn't in a normal phase. We, this last year, went from um, serving 500 kids with the backpack program to saying we want to serve every kid in every elementary school who is eligible and let's take on the middle schools if we can too. And we doubled just the output that we were doing and then engaged some partners in the community to take on a few other schools and it worked and we haven't we really haven't felt the impact of that and so don't be afraid to take risks and you're not gonna succeed every time readjust readapt relook at it and don't be afraid to change I love that. There are so many pieces of good advice right there. I think you're just kind of the sage of, uh, of, of thing. the breathing piece. So critical. I guarantee you as a nonprofit leader, there isn't something that you're going through that everybody else hasn't as well, just to confirm uh, your, uh, your thing. And I love the idea of being audacious right about now. The world needs you and your organization to step up, to fill the gaps that the government can't, shouldn't, and won't do. This is why you succeed. This is why um, you you find uh, your purpose. And, and now is a wonderful time to try it because the world needs you. And I love it. I So I think there's a lot of people who are probably really interested in learning a little bit more about all the amazing, audacious things that you and the rescue mission are doing, but they might not know where to go. They might have a boatload of money to give that's sitting under their mattress. They're just waiting for the perfect opportunity to do it. They found it. Where do we go to help? And where do we go to learn more about you and the and the rescue mission? So you can follow us on Facebook, Northlands Rescue Mission, or you can find us on the website, uh, www.northlands, it's got an S in it at the end, rescuemission.org. And if you want to contact me directly, my email is sue at jointhemission.org. As, uh, as always, we'll put those in the show notes. So immediately upon this completion of this podcast, dump in there and click around and like and follow and share. And while you're on the internet, by the way, if you haven't if you haven't liked this podcast yet, what on earth are you doing? Get over there and like this. Get over there and follow us and share it with everybody else. You can give a five-star review. That's what Sue deserves. Exactly what she deserves for the amount of work she does. 
Um, and then go back there and click on the Northlands Rescue Mission and give as much as you possibly can or visit or share that as well. Sue, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for being, you know, sort of a, a sharing your perspective and your and your sort of wisdom and the wonderful tips you've given. I think a lot of people are going to take those into action and take them to heart. But thank you so much for being a guest here on the official thank Do Good Better podcast. Thank you for having me. Be blessed, everybody. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, Use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.